Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. back to episode 40 of the projectile lunchcast my name is marcel i'm still stuck at home but if there's one person i would love to be stuck at home with forever it's my man richard big 4-0 and of course the good thing is that we're not really stuck at home together we're far apart which makes it so much more bearable really don't uh, don't ruin the illusion a castle of illusion yeah they, they, they love they people love to imagine us stuck in the same bunker isn't that what 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 they call the kids call shipping? I don't think that's what that's called. I don't think no. Oh no. No. I, Do you you want to start over? I mean, I want to start over about forty episodes ago. Oh well, like seriously though, forty man, that's that's uh, that's a big number. Like we're getting danger close to to the first anniversary, right? Yeah, that's gonna we're gonna have to do something special for that. And I think I think the audience is super excited already about the the super special first anniversary episode that you are gonna do. Yeah, just wait twelve weeks. You're, you're just saying this, and after this episode, you're gonna run off to Mexico or something, that's right? right. <laughs> I'm just gonna change my name. Just be someone else. What would what would be your dream um, hiding in Mexico, like witness protection program name? What would you? Yeah, oh. You can probably pick a name, right? Yeah. Like, what would you call yourself if you could? You know, like just uh, I want to be super unsuspicious living in Mexico. What would be uh, your name? Pepsi Eldorado. <laughs> Pepsi Eldorado. Yeah, no one would suspect one? me. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure how. Uh, you look, I, I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know how non-suspicious or suspicious it is, but yeah, it, it sounds good. It's it's a good name. Thanks. So yeah, uh, as you may have noticed, we have not muted Busty. He's simply not here today yet again. You're ruining the illusion but... again. I really like the picture that we've just left him on mute for three episodes. Yeah, yeah the entire time, like Busty has been saying things like, you know, yeah. he's come up with pitches that, uh, you know, would put anything that, that Kojima comes up with to shame. Like yeah. Busty has been revolutionizing the, the games industry. Unfortunately, he was muted the entire time. Right. I like that. Oh, well, before we get to, as usual, to today's topic, Bust, uh, Busty, goddammit, other Busty, Richard, mm-hmm. you're all the same to me, really. Mm. You're all you're all gaijin. No! Very good. Um, we must, as always, honor the time-honored tradition of honoring games that came out on this day in history, today being April 23rd. And I have a, a wild and varied mix of games, uh, of, of genres, of quality levels. Okay. Okay. Um, Shoot. Let's start with the first one, right? 2002, yeah. April 23rd, 2002. Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Super? Is that that's not fucking pod racing, is it? No, no, it's a it's a children's um a, a children's card game like card racer with the deformed characters. I believe my people call it chibi style. Uh that's that's unfortunate. 
Let's see. Like you know, th there was like there was like a, a chibi big head Darth Maul you could kart race with in let's, Super Bombad Racing. Let's see who the characters were in Super Bombad Racing. You had Boba Fett. Must have. You had Darth. He was Maul. also masses of Terraskezi. So was Mara Jade. Nice. Extended universe is crap. Uh, you had Darth Vader. Some say Mara Jade is the is the Black Widow of the Star Wars universe. I'm sure she wasn't modeled on any sort of tropes. You had Jar Jar Binks. Well, obviously it's super bombad after all. You had Obi Wan, old Obi Wan. Really? Not not young Obi Wan? Maybe young Obi Wan. Or the both. Picture. Yeah, it's, I don't know. You had Padme, and you had Yoda. I feel like that's a surprisingly small amount of characters. If I were to to you know challenge you right now to a to a bout of Star Wars Super Bombad Racing, which character would you pick? Out of these? Yes. Oh, and yeah, which character would you pick, and why is it Padme Amidala? Um, because I think uh, I I I think her giant head would be the funniest. Just give me Funko Pop Natalie Portman, and I'll just coast across the the winning line. She probably drives while, that while big... playing Natalie's rap from from Lonely Island. Could be. She she probably she probably drives that big stupid silver ship, doesn't she? Well, yeah, it's it's her royal yacht. No, this something's missing because like this is just a list of characters that I googled, but like on the cover there's that fucking race that uh, pod racer guy that no one knows the name of that kind of looks like a horse fish. Like like the 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 nemesis. I don't think that's his name. Like, yeah, no, but like the bad guy, you mean? Like who's there's just more. like a hat with arms? There's more. There's there's also. Is that the one you mean? Because that no. his name is Sebulba, and everybody it, yes, knows that. It is Sebulba. Um, everybody knows that. Boss Boss Nass is in that. Oh man. Oh. Boss Nass, yeah. And Anakin is also in it. Were there different? Why the fuck is it so hard to look up the characters in Super Bomb Bad Racing? I I don't know what you're doing, man. The I don't... only good. Do you know how to Google? The only good game that came out of of prequel era Star Wars was Jedi Power Battles. I don't give a shit about Obi Wan. Dude, Racer was great. Like yeah. like the, the pot racing is that's a good game. That's a solid game. It's also coming out next month on uh, Switch, I believe. Now this is pot racing. Yeah, they don't put fucking power battles anywhere. I want my Plo Koon. Dude, Plo, Koon, Plo Koon's face looked like it was run over by several pot racers. Plo Koon was dope. Yellow lightsaber. Very unfortunate, scary face. And an unfortunate, scary Much like name. you. <laughs> what else you got? Okay, so you've never played this game is what I, what I deduct and, and from you your ramblings? I never will. That's yet to be decided because we have the big first year anniversary episode oh, coming God. up. And I'm taking notes. <laughs> oh, no. And the next one I know you have played for a fact, much like you've played Guacamole. Yes. Because uh, in 2013, April 23rd, 2013, uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Fucking slamming game. Dragon's Dogma's fucking dope. Dragon's Dogma's dope. Dragon's Dogma does not get enough praise. I don't care that it gets a lot of praise. It gets not enough praise. It feels like it gets a ton of praise, honestly. The worst thing about Dark Arisen is that they took out the um, K-Rock song at the beginning of Dragon's Dogma that was so out of place, but yet kind of slaps. It was called Dangan, which I guess just means bullet in Korean. Why is there a Korean song for a Japanese game? Oh, fuck. I hope it's not Japanese. I'm going to look real bad. It might just be Japanese. 
Why did I think I it was Korean? I expect it to be Japanese, quite oh, honestly. Oh, no. I'm going to look this up, and it's going to be unfortunate for me, isn't it? I am the Dan Gan. <laughs> that's actually the name of the song. Wandering Blue Bullet. Nope. That's different. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably it's probably fucking Japanese. That's a good point. Look, I'm not a Japanese. I'm not an expert in Japanese culture by any means. Totally Japanese. Yeah, it's called Into Free, the name of the song. Uh, sorry that I thought it was Korean. I don't know what happened. Can we blame it somehow on coronavirus? Basti. Okay. Yeah. Or Basti. Both. My bad. The Basti virus. Okay, so we are so far because I've played a little bit of Dragon's Dogma. There maybe ten, twelve hours. Why did you, why did you stop off of Dragon's Dogma? Because it's great. I don't know. Well, for one, the graphics were not that great. Disgusting. It's true. You're incorrect, but okay. Um, I can't remember why I stopped playing. Like I, I think I, I didn't know where to go next for a while. I stumbled around and I was ravaged by a monster. I was like, eh. it's my favorite Korean game. Uh, okay, so this is the one we both played. Um, mm-hmm. None of us played Super Bombard Racing. The last one I haven't played, but maybe you have. I can't. I don't know, honestly, at this point. Uh, 2013, the original Don't Starve by Clay. Clay? How do you pronounce that? Entertainment. Clay? No, it's K-L-I-E-I. K-L-E-I. That would be Clay in German or Clay. I don't know. Clay. No, that's that's not how it's written. I think it's Clay. It's E-I, not I-E. Sounds Korean. Right, Fuck I'll, I'll you. Stop. Have you played it yes or no? No, I've not played Don't Starve. I also haven't played Oxygen Not Included. That's them too, right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I just know from them they made that uh, stealth game. So, uh, which one? Uh, Mark of... Mark Mask of the, oh, yeah, that one I played. Mark, Mark of the Ninja or something? Mask of the Wolf? Mark of the Ninja? Mark of the Ninja. Yeah, I think. And they, didn't they also make... Wait, I'm looking this up now. Do it. With my very silent keyboard? Yeah. That is very silent. Yes, no one can hear you type. Yes, okay, so I've played one, I think actually two of the games, and I love them, and they bring me right back to your adventures as, what was it? Uh, Pepsi Eldorado? Because mm-hmm. they made a Shank and Shank 2 for EA back in the day, on the last I console generation. I, played, I, I might have played a little bit of Shank, I don't think I played too much Shank. Shank was a ton of fun, like, I really, really dig the art style, like, it looks super cool. Mark of the Ninja was fucking dope. Shank looks like a a cartoony uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've played I played Shank. I think I played Shank one. I don't think I played Shank two. It's a good game. Okay. It it gets the Marcel mark of approval. That one does it, just like Guacamelee, favorite game. I've never played Guacamelee. Who has? They have also done the same studio has done. Um, Invisible Ink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oxygen Not Included, which nobody has mentioned so far. I said that fucking 30 seconds ago. Hot Lava. I also said that. And Griftlands. Don't know what that is, but I probably said it too. I thought the Griftlands is where you come from. Oh, snap. Is uh, All right, yeah. Snap your own jokes. That's how that works. As far as I can tell, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Correct. <laughs> Okay, so Disgusting. these are the games that came out on this day. It's not, I feel it's not the worst we've ever had, right? Like, we had a much worse selection in the past. There were some, Man, I believe, I, both Don't Starve and 
Dragon's Dogma have, have gotten pretty good reviews, right? Dude, wait for any Steam sale. Pick up Dragon's Dogma for like $4 and have a fantastic time. That game's great. Dude, I own Dragon's Dogma. You I can tell you how much I can tell you how much I played it. I'm talking to the audience. Why? Why are you not talking? I'm here. The audience is not here. Talk to me. Well, you should continue playing it. You should beat that game because the ending's fucking weird and the end game is the most fun part of that game. You said about every game. I do not. I last week, last week, Neo 2. I guess the end game is the most fun part about this uh, game. How would you think I feel about the end game of Destiny 2? Probably pretty fucking good right about now. Uh, opposite. Well, yeah, pretty good right now because I'm not fucking playing it. You should come back. Like Guardian Games just started. You have to represent for your whatever shitty class you play. That is right. inferior to the Warlock Nation. I'm just going to ask you a quick question then, okay? Okay, okay, okay. sure. Okay. Are there a lot of new Eververse items? I don't know. I'm going to guess yes. I don't check the Eververse items. Are there a lot um, of new non-Eververse items? Yes, there's a new uh, legendary machine gun you can earn now throughout the Guardian games. I'm going to guess no. So until my I guess ju- is... I just literally said yes. Until you, you, think, you think they added more non-Eververse than Eververse stuff this time? I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, I've played Dragon's Dogma for seven hours, and I have earned, and this is probably more important part, eight achievements on Steam. No, they're Steam achievements. They're they're useless. They mean nothing. But I've received a writ from the castle. I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. You, there. There's. There's a lot better in that game that you're missing. But that's, that's you know that is. is what it is. Maybe you're just not into games where you climb on monsters that are not crap ass Castlevania games. Dude, that was a bitching game. Shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> Castlevania Lords of Shadow is a really really fun game. Oh man, I'm not sure. That game has some of the best, most atmospheric like from like art design stuff, like horrorish fantasy levels I've ever seen in a game. Wow. All right, yeah, like at the least first five six levels to count, like it's fantastic. fantastic at least atmosphere. I've been, Love it. at least I've been redeemed for my hot take on K-pop and Japanese games. How so? Because of what you just said. All right, so those those are those are the three. Those are the anniversaries. Well, you know, it's it's kind of good that we're getting back out of the game drought time and getting into games that I remember more. Oh no, we're we're in the middle of game drought time. There's nothing coming up, my man. I mean, this year, video games has been canceled. I don't know. I'm still pl- I'm playing video games. I'm still that playing must, video that, games. That must be nice. <laughs> Happy for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what do you want to actually want to talk today? Because I, I guess you're not just here to make me jealous that you have games to play, which must be so nice. It it is nice. Um, it's called having immaculate taste. It always keeps me in games. But, oh yeah, uh, speaking of immaculate taste, actually, before we get to today's topic, oh, okay, you yeah. I believe you have recently finished a video game. I did. I, I recently finished Doom. Which I gave my impressions of last week. So now that you've also finished the game, like, uh, where do you feel like your your thoughts line up with mine? Uh, kind of close or not at all? Or uh, I, th- I, I think I would probably spread it a little a little farther. Like, it was fun. I had a fun time playing Doom. They still make a really good shooter. The, the sound is still fantastic. All the guns feel pretty good. Um... But I wouldn't go. I think you. What'd you do? You you were like eight point five out of ten for Eternal and and uh, and nine for twenty sixteen. I'd probably go a little I lower. I believe so. I'd probably go a little lower. I, I mean, like after finishing it, more of the bad stuff stood out to me over time than uh, than the good stuff. Um, 
and I, I think I, I think I told you a little bit about it. Like, yeah, a, a, almost every time they're trying to do a platforming section or not shooting things, it's not great. It's just not a good time. I don't think the um, the finding the collectibles and what the collectibles were was as cool as uh, as 2016. I, I kind of dug the retro levels and, and what they did with that. Um, also, it seems it seems really jarring to me uh, that, and maybe I need, just need to play 2016 again. But like, it, it seemed like it was like a lot more sectioned as to as to what you were doing. Like, it's like, all right, now is a now it's traversal time. Time to do some platforming. Now you're coming up to an arena, and you can clearly tell it's an arena. It's got the jump pads. It's got the the loops. It's got the it's got the obvious fucking spawn points and ammo pickups and all that stuff. So you're gonna get into a fight, you know. Um, and then and then those those processes just kind of repeat. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd still I'd still recommend it. Like they're fun games. It's a, it's a good shooter. But some of the some of that bad stuff stood out. The the story got way worse. The humor got way worse. It, it it did a little bit of that Borderlands Two shit where it, it it got it got less tolerable with how fucking internety he was. Like like if you, like I don't know what like closed captions um enabled for you by default. I guess I, think uh, I don't know. Like, I, I I usually turn on subtitles. I don't know what. Yeah no. So I usually don't turn on subtitles, but they were on, and it's like they call the Doom guy the Doom guy. Could you maybe check your privilege as a native speaker? They call the Doom guy the Doom guy there. They call him. They also call him the Doom guy in one of the like the radio things in between levels. Like you don't need to call the fucking Doom guy Doom guy. No, they call, don't, don't they call him the Doom Slayer in, no, in the radio like in the uh, arc there, broadcast? There is there is one arc broadcast where they're like, don't get near Doom guy. Like I, I'm serious. Like I, I I I if I have to look it up, I will. But they do. Um, so, yeah. so overall, you you kind of still enjoyed it, but I you do, would say yeah. it's probably only gonna be the second best shooter coming out this year after the Black Widow sections in Marvel's Avengers. Uh, that's that's a that's a weird weird obsession you have. That game looks not great. Um, I hope that they it'll do. be it'll be great. You'll see. I hope they I hope they I hope they do kick it up. I mean, hopefully they've had some time. Um, did they delay for for the situation? And what? Did no, the game. I mean, the game. Know. The game has been delayed already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, because otherwise it would be starting to play in like two weeks. Yeah. No. I. I hope they take that time to to kind of polish it up. I. Did, I didn't like the controls on a lot of the characters, and I didn't think it was super super fantastic to play. But um, now do do yeah, Doom's all right. I. I just I just felt like it was, it was not as effortless as, 2016 was. It seemed like they were really really getting a little sweaty about it. Do you think it's gonna be? Do you think it's gonna be the best or the second best shooter coming out to see where you play a buff dude in a green armor? I don't know uh, what the other shooter is. Things in space. Is there another shooter coming out this year? I felt like I made it very obvious what I'm talking about. Is there a Halo game coming out this year? Well, obviously yes. I haven't fucking played Halo since three. Wow. I don't. Maybe I'll get Master Chief Collection one of these years. We shall see. We shall see. But enough, enough, enough prattle from you. We're going to talk about something else. Yeah, like at this point, I feel like you really you should be start talking about something to like cover up your shame. Yeah, now that everybody's uh everybody's already been convinced that they don't like my opinion, let me just talk about something else. Um, let's talk about Twitch. Twitch has been a thing lately. Are you familiar? Uh, I mean, yeah, like Twitch, Twitch, Twitch has TV? Been Yes, I have in the past been on Twitch.tv as part of my professional duties as a natural-born shiller of video games. Who is your favorite Twitch streamer? 
my favorite Twitch streamer. Yeah. I don't really watch that much Twitch. Name honestly. a good Twitch um, streamer that you like. What's this guy's name? I think uh, I think his name is Valkia. Is it? Uh, could be. He's a shooting shooting person. Sounds like. <laughs> um, let me keyboard. Old man keyboard. <laughs> Got to find his way. Uh, what's this kid's name? Playing the Fortnite. Yeah, his name. Yeah, his name. His name is uh, Valkia. Uh, he is a really, really good Farah player in Overwatch. Okay. So I have occasionally like watched like some clips or so from him. You know where he we show some cool stuff that you can do with that character, which I quite like playing myself. Okay. But overall, I am not the biggest uh, Twitch viewer. So Twitch, um, Twitch has been in the news uh, recently, or on our radar a little bit more than it typically would be recently. But um, but I thought this would be a cool chance to talk about. All the stuff that that um, Twitch tends to interact with uh, with game dev because you've dealt with a lot of that stuff. So today I'm going to ask you to put on not only your evil marketing man hat but your community hat. Can you do that? Can you wear two hats? Uh, sure. All right. You are now the official community and marketing spokesperson of this uh, podcast for this episode. Excellent. Um, yeah. There's a lot of points. So how I think I'm going to do it is um, is probably give the uh, cynical internet take okay and then we'll talk about how these things are usually not so black and white how's that sound uh am i the good or the bad guy we're both the good and bad guys i'm just going to start out with i like so i think the the as i was researching this because like it really was this one instance of something that people were were reacting to um and it's the it's the whole valorant issue and we'll get to that but uh while thinking yeah, about, let's talk about valorant yeah we will talk about valorant so um while I was while I was kind of digging through that, it got me thinking about how how Twitch and game dev interacts and how it kind of mirrors some of the the same stuff that you and I probably heard as young whippersnappers about regular games journalists when they were kind of starting mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be one when I was growing up. I, who didn't, man? Who didn't? Uh, but uh, the thing is, is like, is like I think I think that it's it's easy to have to be really, really cynical about this stuff. And I think it's really easy to say, oh, um, corporation's bad. And a lot of times, you know, I think those takes can be can be uh, close to right where, where where big companies can do a little better. But um, I, I think there's a lot of sides to all this stuff. So hopefully we can kind of dig into that. So the first thing. Um, I personally, if, if my, my opening statement is that I find defendants corporation not guilty. Yes. Yes, you love corporation. You, you see, you, so you already kind of do play the bad guy. That's great. And before we get into whatever game you want to mention next, uh-huh. just preemptively let me say that personally, I don't mind the microtransactions in whichever game you're going to mention next. And even if it's Tetris, that's fine. Wow. That's you good. may proceed. I will proceed. So I was watching. Thank you. <laughs> I was watching a controversial streamer, Dr. Disrespect. Are you, are you familiar with. Uh... Are you young enough? Uh, are you hip enough? I, unfortunately, unfortunately I'm, I'm familiar, yes. I think he's actually closer to to our age range in terms of appeal than he would be to a younger audience. But um, yeah, I don't know, like, isn't he? I thought he was really big with kids mostly. I well, not the ones in public bathrooms, but um, but he could be well, big yeah. with younger audiences. So anyway, he 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 does this kind of shtick. Uh, so you know, mm-hmm. we don't know how much of it is is persona and how much of it is real. But I I've heard this thing echoed, where occasionally he feels as if he has been held hostage by a video game. Um, mm. And th- this this is something that I've kind of noticed both ways. So, uh, like any any games coverage, tends to be symbiotic between the the industry and the coverer, right? 
Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so it's just like any major publication. The company benefits by getting their game out there to a wider audience. The person benefits by that wider audience enjoying whatever they're doing. Um, so, so it was it was kind of a weird thing that I was I was looking at. It's just lists of streamers that are kind of stuck. Like Ninja is a Fortnite streamer. He's not going to be not playing Fortnite every time he doesn't play Fortnite. He doesn't make as much money, right? Mm. Um, same with uh, same with Doctor Disrespect. He's got his FPSs. Uh, if he's not playing them, it's only for like a bit part, right? That's kind of his thing. Um, do you actually feel like uh, like like there's any credence to this sort of thing? Like like um. Do you, what, what do you what do you think about the whole um, hostage taking? Because it, it does go both ways. Uh, where where companies, people are like, okay, companies are kind of beholden to these Twitch streamers that will, you know, throw a tantrum and uh, need to be placated. Like uh, like uh, they they need to have I mean, their skin in the it, game. And... It, it feels like you're. I think like it feels to me like you're talking about two separate things or okay. issues. Yeah. Um, one is like you know being held hostage by like your audience i think yeah, that is absolutely true but i think that is nothing unusual about twitch yeah. you know um, like like you know look look at hollywood actors mm-hmm. like if you are somebody you know i don't know, like if if uh, a a person that that normally only ever does action films and suddenly they decide you know to do like a a oscar baiting tear jerking drama like a lot of their normal audience will not watch that movie right or vice versa and stuff like that. I think it is that that is normal. You know, like um, if if you build a audience uh, upon playing a specific game, mm-hmm. then of course part of your audience will transfer because they'll be like, hey, you know, I care about for whatever reason about what Ninja has to say. I need so if Ninja, Ninja plays something say, else, I will I will watch Ninja play something else. Yeah, and of course then there's going to be people who are like, well, you know, I care about the specific game. And I ended up watching Ninja because, I don't know, he's good at the game or he has insights into game or whatever. It's fun to watch. But my primary concern is that specific game I care about. So if that, you know, if, if Ninja plays something else, then maybe part of his audience won't watch because they only care about Fortnite. I think that is a, a in a way, like it's self-inflicted. Mm. Like if you if you corner yourself into, you know, well, corner yourself into a corner, it's very good English. I like it. Like if you typecast yourself. Yeah, exactly. If you typecast yourself into like, I've just played that game or like, um, I mean, there's a lot of variety streamers who also are successful. Yeah. Um, you know, just because like there, it's people want to see their style of you know or hear what they think about a game or so. Um, if you really typecast yourself into I just play this specific game all the time, or maybe with some people, you know, it's like a genre. Like Shroud is is playing different shooters, mm-hmm. not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think a that is expected. That is just normal. As I said, like it happens with everything. Like if, if a musician suddenly does a super experimental album that is super different from what they normally do, part of their audience will not follow and will not listen to that. Um, that is normal. I, I don't see an issue with that. Um, the other thing is like, of course, like yeah, the, the company or like the the um, the relationship between companies and and Twitch streamers is is quite something different. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm often very. Um, cynical or skeptical about myself okay. because i f- in general you like you know you just mentioned dr disrespect and for me like at a certain point it doesn't it doesn't matter if if your persona is that you're acting like an asshole or if you actually are like an asshole i think like at a certain point it's like you know this is the way how you want to present yourself to the public <laughs> um i'm just gonna assume you're an asshole you know sure. even if it's you if you're the sweetest person like if you stoop to that that kind of personality or that kind of content um for to make money then you know don't expect me to give you the benefit of doubt about being a a sweet person in real life um and yeah like i mean like he has definitely like pulled some shit uh, like like the skin thing or so like you know where it's literally like 
more or less like you know holding a company hostage um that i absolutely despise i feel like there is an unfortunate trend where certain influences have have become or have been given by companies and by the community way too much influence over the direction that a game can go right um that's not something i'm a big fan of at all yeah and i always find it unfortunate that like uh, you know, some of like some big streamers are like really the jerks when there's like super sweet super talented super nice people um that have way smaller audiences because you know they don't they don't cater, cater to like just controversy they're not just like you know playing games being entertaining being being wholesome and i find that very sad that, like often like the nice people seem to be overlooked for the you know the the headline producing uh, jerks do you, do you think when you're when you're setting up cuz you you've you've worked with influencers in the past yes um, i have are are you strictly looking for number of eyeballs, or are you also looking for um, that that kind of personality stuff that you just mentioned? Uh, if it, if it is my um, personal choice, like yeah. I always absolutely take a personality into into um, consideration. Yeah, and you know, it's it's not for me especially. It's not just about eyeballs. It's a bit about when I look for something, and I guess I'm now wearing the marketing hat and not the community hat right now. Yeah, you can switch. Um, you can wear both hats. Okay, so so marketing hat right now. Which yeah. which what is the marketing hat? Is it like a fancy top hat? Uh yeah, I was thinking like a fancy and I guess top, the community like, hat looks like your hobo or something. I don't every know. every time you tip the fancy marketing hat, someone else's money falls out of the brim a little bit. Oh, by the way, Richard, I just want you to know, um, you know, because obviously with Corona and everything, it's kind of hard to get a haircut right now. Yeah. So I have obtained for myself a Kate Six uh, baseball cap. You um should just buzz your fucking head, son. I've tried that. It's really very hard with my thick hair. Full on bunker, just shear it like a sheep. You know, the, funnily enough, like I have heard in the past from several hairdressers, they they've made like the comparison to sharing sheep with my hair. So wow, maybe that's a theme. So they're just firing up like an a- angle grinder. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, going like to the marketing thing, um, what is really important for me when I look for for um influences I would like to work with for yeah. a game that I work on, yeah, is um audience fit. Right. Like, oh, so how well that streamer fits to the audience of your game? That's interesting. I exactly. You know, like for example, right now, you know, if if I'm working on a on a building game, mm-hmm. um, I could be spending an obscene amount of money, obviously, and maybe get somebody like Ninja, you know, or or Shroud or whoever, um, and that would get me a lot of eyeballs. The question is like, is there going to be any, you know, a return on investment on those eyeballs like is it just going to be a ton of people who are just watching because you know it's it's that famous person playing the game and afterwards they're like well fuck this genre i just want to see him play fortnite again yeah. um so really what is important to me is that it's um somebody who who actually likes or like you know is active within the, that genre or fits the game audience you're looking for mm-hmm. um it just makes it way more authentic obviously than people see hey you know even without you know getting paid to it he likes this genre that makes you know, seem way less mercenary yeah, I see what you're um, saying. Obviously, they also have like expertise in that genre, like you know. So what they say about your game, like um, it it is you know feedback wise. So it's much more meaningful when you're like, hey, this person is familiar with the genre. He knows what what the competitors are doing. Uh, he knows what is what is the expectation of the community for a certain game or genre. Uh, that is way more helpful. Um, I also absolutely very much look for um, personality, yeah. like. As I said, like I, if there's one thing I absolutely hate, and I, I, I've grown really, really tired of in the games industry, both from journalists and from uh, influencers, is just like the being snarky for snark's sake or snarky <laughs> for click's sake. Are you angry you know, gamer, uh, a- angry game man. 
Okay. Any anything like if any if anywhere in your name or whatever or unless there's angry somewhere, I think fuck off. I don't I don't like I don't even want to engage with that. Like that trope has grown so tired and so stale to me. Um, even though somebody like Jim Sterling, like it's if every week you know just like oh it's time to record something, I guess I'm angry right now. It's like. I'm sorry. I, I, personally, I really don't want to deal with that anymore. Maybe it's, maybe I found like some of that entertaining when I was a teenager, but now as yeah. an adult, it's like it, it really grows tired for me. Sorry, um, um, so you know, I, I really like, I really like, you know, people that, um, you know, that are constructive, that are just like you know, entertain people. Like for example, um, uh, he's not so much a streamer. That's why I meant, didn't mention him, but like he does more YouTube stuff. Um, uh, Keralis. Uh, fantastic guy, um, a Polish guy living in Sweden, who does a ton of, um, you know, super wholesome, positive, and I'm, you know, I'm, I don't mean positive in the sense of like, oh, he only says good things good. about that's, my. That's game. what I was gonna ask. Like, uh, like, how do you feel? No, about just the like you know, just like having a positive, you know, outlook on stuff. Like he does a ton of great. Um, uh, um, uh, Minecraft stuff, and for you know, for example, if I had kids, like Keralis would be somebody where I would say I would absolutely have no qualms like uh, letting my kids watch that stuff, you know, because I know it's it's, you know, it's good stuff. It's not being controversial for the sake of controversy and stuff like that. So um, yeah. that is absolutely something I look for. And there have been cases where um, somebody or partners or so have have proposed somebody to us like, hey, you know, we have this guy working for us. Um, would that be somebody for your game? And I said, no, absolutely not. I I don't want this person to have anything to do with my game at all. I, I think uh, I think that kind of echoes. I, I I I do not wear a community hat, but um, but I have dealt with with kind of feedback before. Um, I, I especially, I I think uh, some of that that angry uh, angry gamer shit has kind of has kind of translated to internet in a weird way. Like um, yes, absolutely. Like we, we like game devs will totally read your comments. Um, but it's a little harder for them to connect with stuff where you're just like, this game's a fucking piece of shit and everybody working on it shit hurt. Like, it's just, um, it's not that those don't get read and kind of, kind of, kind of looked at, but it's like, you're, you, you writing some thoughtful, constructive criticism about something is never unwelcome. Um, and it's never like you have to kiss our, kiss our ass and be super polite about it either. It's just like, I really don't engage with this system. I don't think it's very good. There is, there is, there should be by by looking at any amount of internet comments a clear line to you between um, stern constructive criticism and calling somebody a fucking asshole, right? So basically, if you're gonna write criticism on on a game or, or produce that sort of thing, just don't say any of the sort of things I say about other games on this podcast. Because absolutely, I mean, yeah. there, there, there there's two rules that I personally try to stick to, mm-hmm. which is. If if somebody looking on the forums or something, if they just flat out, if they love everything we do, everything we do is the greatest thing ever, then I take their feedback. You know, obviously it's great. It's, mm-hmm. It is so it is fantastic to hear that we do something that people enjoy. But like, I take their feedback less into account than than you know mixed stuff. And it's the same if somebody, um, if if every single thing we do, uh, you know, is terrible and everything they will they will you know, like really forcibly. Uh, try to find a way to to say oh this is shit or oh, this is a tiny thing i don't like or whatever then also like you know I, I don't take their feedback nearly as much into account as somebody where i see hey that person he loves some stuff we do he is he's really unhappy with something else because you know that is like the way more meaningful to me because i see okay this is a person who is neither a, a blind fan but because there's there's no product there is no game that's perfect right like you know even all of my favorite games i could probably write you a long list of stuff that i wish would were different 
So um, yes, yeah, somebody who you know just loves everything is it's it's you know it's great. Obviously, sometimes for the morale, like when you when you're down or something, you look at these people like, at least you know, there's there's people who love our games. That's great. But um, that feedback is is less helpful, and it's the same with people who you know just arbitrarily will hate everything you do at a certain point. You, you just tune it out. It's like well, look, we could do whatever. Like this person wouldn't like it, so that's not the person I look for for my feedback. Yeah. No, okay. And the other thing is also that is something that I can't remember who it was like very early in my like first couple of years of my career. I was a community manager, and something that somebody taught me very early on that I um, try to stick to personally whenever I can. Sometimes you know, sometimes you slip up because you you you're just annoyed or something. Yeah. But I think it's very generally a very good rule that. Um, the more obnoxiously or insulting as somebody, some uh, you know, somebody is with their feedback, don't reply to that. Okay. Like when I when I see like you know if there's an issue or a bug or something, and I see one guy complain, you know, he's a total asshole. Like he's insulting everybody, and there's somebody else who who just brings up, hey, I have this bug or whatever. Then I will actually try to make a point of uh, replying to the. Uh, um, to the you know like the, the 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 polite or constructive person who has that bug and assure him oh yeah we're aware of that we're looking into it or something and we'll very pointedly ignore the the obnoxious guy. Okay. Um, you just as a thing like you know obviously some people will notice it some won't but I think like a longer term it it will probably contribute to the health of your community if you know you implicitly or tacitly like that uh, you know uh, support the people who are constructive by by acknowledging them by you know reacting to their feedback and their questions and their concerns while leaving like the the you know the, the people who are just trying to be angry jerks uh, you know don't interact with that i think long term that can have a positive effect on any community and i i, I would assume it's probably like the same for streamers as well you know I mean, that's what i was going to say like... there, there's a lot of jerks in your streams uh, in your in your chats as well you know they're trying to get a rise out of you and i, I would assume you know i'm, I'm not a streamer but I would assume that it's probably something similar where you try to, or like, you know, the, your your community can change over time based on the way how you interact or how you acknowledge yeah. or ignore certain people in the community. There, there's been a lot of, uh, of, of actual talking about that, about people pruning their, their chats to be certain things. Um, we've, we've, we've done some game developing. Occasionally. Occasionally. What impact, be honest now, what impact do streamers and influencers have on a game's development? Um, do they drive the meta? Do they drown out other community voices? Um, so it's, it's, it's several, again, several things. Um, like there is the, I would say like the very direct influence. Yeah. Obviously with something like, um, you know, like, like obviously Twitch, for example, has a couple of APIs now where you can do stuff inside your game. Uh, right. you know, like for yeah. example, with like some of the later Telltale games, where like you could have your 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 audience like in a channel vote on stuff. You know, that is obviously a very direct conscious game design decision where you say, "Hey, um, I want this to be an this interactive is, game." This this is something you're like, yeah, where like really there can be an interaction for streamers and the community, which obviously for for like like we mentioned those variety streamers who are not beholden to a single genre or something, that can be a very cool thing, right? Like you can really interact with your community, you can have fun together. I think it's fantastic if it's not forced. You know, obviously there are games where this is more suitable than others. Um, yeah, like Idar or, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think those are great ideas. So that is the direct thing. Obviously, that is yeah. is very clear. You know, if somebody uses um, some of those APIs to do stuff inside the game, then it's very clear that they have been, you know, like been thinking about streamability and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, yes, absolutely. I think there is also that um, streamers. You know, because in a way, like, you know, streamers 
like the concept or like the the outlet of it is new but like the the idea of like you know street like streamers being like you always had those like those eminent voices within the community right mm-hmm. back then it was maybe the guy on your forums you know who just had the highest the highest post counts and who was constantly on the forums non-stop talking that other people you know look up to or they see oh this guy's like you know he's 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 the big dog around here like he right. knows everything about the game and stuff like that so now that has changed you know maybe it's not the people who are in the forum anymore because barely anybody uses forums these days anymore mm-hmm. there's way many other channels uh, so maybe you know they, they take it to twitch or youtube or whatever but again of course you know you have especially i feel like for for competitive games uh, a lot of like the the meta and the balancing and stuff is driven uh, in a way by these um by, you know by these top dogs you know who are now the streamers like the, the streamer who has a huge audience um cannot be ignored in a way it's also it is a self-fulfilling prophecy at a certain point because if and it, uh, I really I'm, I'm not a big fan of this stuff but I, I see it all the time now uh, streamer a big streamer a says something on their stream you know like I don't like this or I feel like this should be changed other uh, you know actual press outlets like gaming websites yeah, that cover that in stories like oh big streamer a said he doesn't like this or big streamer a blasts this feature or something Fuck, man you don't even need to be a big streamer anymore I've straight up see the amount of the amount of articles I've seen referencing reddit comments. Is, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that at all. I really, really, I really dislike this whole idea of like, you know, um, because again, I, I said like at the start, I feel like that that the community and and companies sometimes give some influencers like too much, too much, you know, influence actually, mm-hmm. and obviously that helps it like you know, because it, it becomes, as I said, a, a self fulfilling prophecy. You know, person A says something, person B, C, D, F, E say, oh, person A said this. You know, just opening up to like a way bigger audience than like the original thing would have been. Right. And at a certain point, of course, you're like the video games, uh, you know, community stuff it is the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, once you have a, a big number of people in the community who say that, who see this, who say that. And of course, you know, then it's a thing like, especially when it comes to, um, and this is funnily enough, it's a, it's a discussion I frequently have with my friends that I play games with. Yeah. Um, because maybe some of them don't really understand the the idea of you know what a what matchmaking is supposed to do and you know what yeah. what the like how balancing is supposed to work you know i mean there's obviously an ideal state of things right and the truth is um a lot of gamers don't really understand balancing and stuff like that or, you know what yeah. makes something fair and I, I want to explicitly like i include myself in that i don't really have much idea about you know um practical game design and that idea i would never um, say that anybody should change anything balancing wise based on on you know my feedback or something because I I just feel like I lack the really like you know, the the in depth numbers mind to to really grasp the full situation so everything I say is very you know personal and uh, that is just true for a lot of communities but you know even then like even a lot of people who for example you see the same thing right now with um with Valorant actually there's a character that we talked about last week Ray's um, that I said, you know, she looks like a Latina from a late '90s hip hop video, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people say she's overpowered, you know, yeah. because um, she can throw uh, two cluster grenades, she has a rocket launcher, and a lot of people say, oh, she, you know, she was way overpowered, way too powerful. Yeah. Uh, conversely, now Shroud, you know, big influencer, um, one of the preeminent voices in in the world when it comes to shooters. Yeah. When he did his tier list, he put it flat out last because he said, you know, she she's good at killing noobs. Like there's absolutely nothing she contributes to solid team play. You know, when you have like a good established team, there's nothing race brings to the table. It's it's just like killing killing noobs in public games, so to speak. Um, 
But even then, like there was enough of an outcry that this morning there was a patch, the first patch, a past patch for the close speed of Valorant, and Raze was nerfed. You know, like they they removed one of the charges from her cluster grenade, so it's just one grenade you can throw per round now, and some other stuff was nerfed. And um, you know, it's it's one of these things where I think to myself, how many of the people saying she's overpowered? have actually like any insights in that and how many have just picked up somewhere else i mean like in my group again like there's a guy who who's, who who insisted oh race is super overpowered i think he's played less than 10 games of the game so far yeah but that's all you need but you're like but everybody says race is overpowered so she must be overpowered so yeah that is a dynamic that is that can really very much be driven and i mean we've talked about this many times like i think the biggest poster child or the the best case study of any kind of like community driven um changes to a game is still destiny 2 yeah because like destiny is non-stop forever locked in the struggle between trying to please like the big quiet audience and get and, an like audience, the smaller yeah. super hardcore raiding whatever yeah. people you know that again like it's a small number but these people they make a youtube video press picks up on it oh shit the destiny community is angry because this guy says and you know that right. then then stuff snowballs from there i mean i'll say so, it again yes absolutely I, I would absolutely say anything especially anything competitive and you know all these like kinds of yeah. games as service games like games that evolve over time um their their development is is indirectly heavily driven by by you know what what influences what streamers what youtubers say because those people dictate in a way you know it's it's kind of like um um if you want to draw a comparison you know it's kind of like back in the day in german we have a word called light median yeah which is you know like the big newspapers that essentially they set the political agenda right like in the us you have i don't know like you have the new york times you have the washington post the la times whatever and like if if something if they bring something to the table then you know a, a ton of people who would have never noticed that they will talk about it so you know, it becomes the agenda of the day mm-hmm. and i feel like it's the same thing with development of again like competitive games games as a service with you with influencers like if one of them puts something on the table you know, like of the agenda like talks about it then suddenly a ton of people who would have never picked up on it uh, it'll be a, it'll be a huge topic for them yeah absolutely and i i think you kind of you kind of hit the thing with with destiny where they, they do have that challenge i mean I, I do really enjoy uh talking shit about it nowadays but i mean i got a couple hundred hours in there um so they've done something very right because uh, I usually don't hang around for games that long. And it, it is the impossible fucking problem. But um, I think from an inside dev side, what we try to do, what, what, what that what that means for us is like we really, it, it should illuminate how important it is to have a good community manager that you trust, that you can work with. Because um, you, you, the minute you, you press uh, publish on your game, you're just going to be swarmed with with feedback probably before that too but i mean it's coming in from a lot of places and it can often be contradictory and it can often be um against what you thought the game you were making was so that's that's a problem i've had with teams before they were like well no we're doing this kind of game they can't possibly want this thing in this kind of game and it's like well they do because they you know played the other popular game and just kind of want that um so you got to find you got to find first a, a community manager that can gather that feedback in a way because i i, I told um I forget which concept or team I was talking to. It was a couple of years back, but it was like we we're sitting in a room and 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 uh, and one of the community managers brought feedback on a certain thing. And the first thing they asked was like, "Well, how many people are saying this? Like, how important is this?" And it's like the minute you're you're really getting into numbers and you're wanting to see how important this is, you've you've got to disconnect with your community manager. Something's off there. You've got to disconnect with with who your you you think your audience is so um we had to work really hard on making sure that that we were aligned with uh with what we were expecting or where we were going and um 
also to encourage that kind of feedback from the team because everybody in the team is getting their own feedback from their own places that they hang out. You get a lot more diverse stuff and you get kind of a clearer picture of what's working and what's not working through that. So, but you're, but you're right. I mean, somebody collects this stuff and somebody absolutely does dictate it. It was interesting to, to, to see about shroud being the kind of uh, exception that, that maybe proves the rule there because it's like, like you said, I mean, they, the, the influencers do dictate a certain amount of community sentiment that's inevitable because they've got an audience that is enjoying the game and they will also comment it's a very interactive medium so that's uh, that's the whole point of it but um, he, he's he's the big voice that no one listened to right yeah pretty much and I mean that is always again for for any kind of competitive game the, the big question is always going to be as a team whom do you want you know like balance you know, so to speak yeah. uh, to use that word again your game for because for example i think it's always super fascinating especially in league of legends where you can you know find very detailed stats about the pick rate of champions about yeah. the win and loss rates yeah. um to see you know how that can vary between um between um you know bronze and diamond or challenger or something sure and uh, there has been like what is especially interesting to see uh, i mean for most of the stuff it more or less works out but there have been you know throughout the, the history of league of legends there have been a few characters that have never really been balanced for for everybody mm-hmm. because either if you you know bring them to a level where uh, they they work for for you know like the plebs like me mm-hmm. then the pro players absolutely you know it, it's it's completely broken like they they will absolutely go to town on everybody yeah and if you bring it into a, into a you know like balanced level where those pro players will say okay no seems fair it's 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 okay then for again for plebs like me it'll, it'll be broken you know like there's there's certain game designs that, <laughs> that it, just i feel like they, they, yeah. they don't work they don't work for everybody like either yeah. um they work for you know like, and, 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 and there's of course yeah, the other stuff you know um the, the weapons that back in the day in counter-strike you used to call the pop stump uh, the pop stumper mm-hmm. um that I feel like, you know, for example, Race and Valorant was like that as well. It's like if you play with random people, you know, quick match or something, you will you will absolutely wreck house. And you give the same character or weapon or skill or whatever to to pro player and they be like, the fuck am I supposed to do with this? It's it's completely useless. <laughs> I mean and, I think know, what you're... Um, that and that is really it's gonna be very interesting to see with Valorant. It's but again it's it's interesting with any kind of game coming out you know the question really who whom are you balancing this game for which again brings us back to a conversation we just had that um normally of course you know your your um your instinct would be well i want to balance you know for the broad mass because those are you know the the people that that buy the game that make it viable to play sure. the game to, to support the game further but even a lot of those people you know even if it may be so to speak against their best interests um they will flock to the opinions of these of these influencers actually yeah. the, you know the the um opinion makers so well, it's, you're kinda, it's a very delicate balance definitely you, you kind of hit one of the one of the interesting things when you talked about seeing pick rates and stuff it's called telemetry for for those in the audience that didn't that didn't get that but the data that you can put hooks in for that people are doing things in your game is what you want to see like you'll use it to see where on a map people are dying a lot competitive shooter or uh or yeah what what they're dying to at what distances um and it does it does kind of help get an idea of of a little bit of the voice of truth there um, in terms of like, oh, okay, yeah, everybody is dying on this blind corner in here. I need to, I need to work on this part of the map because holy shit, uh, it, it is, it is a really bad place to glitch out or fuck things up. Um, but the the funny thing about telemetry is, is obviously you have to use these in pieces uh, with with normal feedback because as people dictate a meta and as that gets out there, 
they're going to try those guns more in those those places and that, that, that those strategies doing that and that'll fuck with your telemetry right because everybody's trying the, the new master strap so it really is about getting those pieces together um yeah, uh, I think like feedback that you know, like you implement in game development has, you know, obviously we're talking about you know stuff like like balancing and feeling and whatever. Like a bug, you know, that's in most cases it's fairly straightforward. Uh, you know, it's it's a binary thing. Bug exists, yes, no, or whatever. Yeah. Or sometimes it is a case of like uh, bug exists, but it's not something we can reproduce right now. Yeah. Tricky, you know, not never a good situation. But for stuff like balancing or so, it, it always I feel like has to be a mix between. Um, you know, feedback, like the, the spoken feedback, but right. also with telemetry, because, you know, it, it very frequently happens, actually, people will tell you one thing, and then you look at the stats and like, well, yeah, that's actually, the complete opposite of what yeah. you're saying, you know? Yeah. And my absolutely favorite anecdote, I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned it to you in person before mm-hmm. I've mentioned probably to anybody who would ever listen to me, because I feel like it, it perfectly encapsulates everything about this phenomena is... Um, a few years back, so there's a character in in League of Legends called Vladimir. He's a yeah. vampire. Yeah, of course. A a, a vampire mage, naturally a vampire mage, mm-hmm. and um, there was there were patch notes coming out for a new game update where they said that Vlad was being nerfed, you know, because he was very powerful at the time. Yeah. And uh, immediately after, you know, like um, you know, the pick rates obviously went down. The win rates went went down as well. And after a week or two, Riot said, you know, um. We didn't immediately say something because what happened is, you know, and you know how this can happen in game development, um, that uh, so they wrote the patch notes and everything, and you know the the the, the nerf had been designed and everything, but somebody had forgotten to commit their code to the build. <laughs> so what this means in layman's terms is that uh, the, the the Vladimir in the game, like you know that ship that people played, was exactly the same Vlad as before. There had not been any nerfs at all. But people thought he was nerfed. So what Riot saw was like there was obviously a, a much lower pick rate. There was a ton of toxicity when people picked Vlad, and others were like, "Oh my God, why would you pick he's him? Not like, in he's the meta super anymore. nerfed. He's yeah. useless. He's not in the meta now. We're gonna lose your shit and whatever." Even though it was exactly the same character as before, and I found that like super fascinating to hear it is to weird. see. Um, you know, because yeah, again, this is the thing like with telemetry. You know, um, but at the same time, you cannot just trust the numbers because you know at right. the end of the day, um. Humans you know, are, are emotional. Uh, gaming can be a super yeah. emotional thing for people. And you you, you know, it, it, it's no use if people stop playing your game because, oh, it's not fun, but you're telling them, but the numbers say I'm right. You know, right the numbers course, say course. balance is yeah, good. Exactly. Come back. So, you know, it is always a very fine. And I don't think there is a, a uh, you know, there is a hard rule that always applies. It really is a case by case where you have to think sometimes, yeah, in this case, I think I'm going to earn a side of telemetry. Or it's like, well, you know, the numbers say one thing, but if the community is not happy, you know, what's the point in numbers being right, so to speak? Speak So it is a very careful balance. Speaking of uh, outraged community and numbers, uh, it wouldn't be a a good topic unless we tied it into the outrage du jour. Um, So I don't know if you know this. Marvel Avengers was delayed? That's unfortunate. I don't know if you know this, but... um, I notice. But Valorant is is in closed beta right now. Riot's Valorant. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this game, yes. And they've been doing a, a Twitch, uh, I don't know, you call it a partnership promotion? They're involved with Twitch uh, in this beta. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so they're using a feature called Twitch Drops, yeah? Yes. Yes, Twitch Drops. Um, essentially, uh, the, the deal is you watch a Twitch stream for a little while and you get something in a game for it, right? I know, uh, I know, I, I believe there's a version where it's guaranteed, like watch two hours of this stream, you get this thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this one. Yes, that is the, the normal way to do it. So I've, for transparency's sake, 
yeah. as a as a marketing person yeah. i have uh, i have used twitch shops yeah um uh, the project i'm currently working on i will use twitch shops again in the future yeah so just to get that out of the way but yes the, the normal actually full disclosure as they say um i'm not going to give my tax returns though okay but... that's good yeah so um they you, you watch for a certain amount of time you get it you get a thing essentially this works a little different yes um, so uh, what uh, what Riot is doing is you watch a Twitch stream for a chance to get a uh, beta key, right? Yes, they've right. done the same thing with with Legends of Runeterra before, but okay. yeah, obviously with Valorant, it's 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 become much slightly bigger. Slightly more hype. Um, with slightly this. more hype. So this is this is the newest cauldron of internet outrage, and again, I'll start with the uh, with the hot um, with the hot takes uh, because mm -hmm. because your favorite streamer, Doctor Disrespect, uh, received a little bit of bombast for uh, saying that drops were enabled in his title, um, but he had no drops enabled because uh, Riot obviously is picking who's who's able to make drops. Um, that's 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 weird in the sense that like uh, like Twitch has a tag on streams for when drops are enabled. So yes. if you if you know about that. Um, then you would know to look. Oh, hey, uh, this is, it says drops in the title, but there's no drops uh, because it doesn't say drops enabled in his chat, so I'm wasting my time here. Um, I'm not sure, personally, as an old man who who doesn't know about the World Wide Web, uh, that tag, I had to look up that that, that tag existed. Um, and after you do, it's, it's obvious. It's not as big as the title. It's just kind of like under there. It's like drops enabled. But um, that's a little that's a little weird. So that that was already outrage point number one. I'm not sure uh, what action can be taken at that at that sort of stage. I think it's just kind of a dick move. Um, it's a weird. It's already a weird state uh, for where it's at. But um, that is something. If we if we were doing this for longer, I'd have a little more criticism for for Twitch in general because I do think the platform can be a little fucked for certain content creators and 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 how they do certain things. But uh, that was point of controversy number one, but um, mm. point of controversy number two was was a little more interesting to me. Um, obviously, uh, this beta is uh, is very popular, right? People people are digging Valorant, uh, and they want to play yes. it. They they want to play Absolutely. it bad. Um, so so I was watching. I believe it was a. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's been mentioned across multiple channels. I think I watched a, a clip from from Devin Nash, um, who, uh, as, as you know, you can look in a, in a Twitch channel, and you can see um, active viewers. You, they'll just give you a list of people watching that channel, right? Yeah. There are a significant. I wouldn't say a uh, overwhelming significance, but there are a significant amount of of not real accounts in there. Mm. Um, so like he's looking at the he's looking at the user list and it's just like uh, Valorant beta account one Valorant beta account two all the way up to like seventy five. I mean I think he showed about about thirty or forty clips or thirty or forty accounts on the little clip that that, that I've seen for that. But um, that that is also an interesting thing about this. So I mean his his um, his hot uh, corporations are bad take is like. Um, is like of course they they don't care about the amount of accounts that are are farming for keys because this just lets them turn around to investors and advertisers and say hey look millions of people are watching this stream. I'm not sure I agree with that take 100%. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um I mean it's it's a again as everything that we talk about like it's gray. Um 
Uh, obviously, yes. You know, you as as a company, you you love boasting about numbers. Um, Valorant straight up uh, when the close beta started immediately almost set new records on, on everybody the, loves Twitch. boasting numbers to be fair twitch is also I, like hey true, look true, at all these people true, everybody oh, does yeah. the, the mean, streamers so, so, were so like hey influencers right yeah, yeah obviously influencers also because you know for them the number of followers and and watchers whatever is is a currency that they then use to make money with companies absolutely so everybody loves numbers of course yeah and as like valorant i think immediately uh, after like half an hour after close beta started had 1.7 million concurrent viewers on, on twitch was an absolute record and it went higher later. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, it's it's something you you have to be very careful. Um, obviously, you know, Valorant right now, it's it's in this honeymoon phase anyway. You know, when a new game, a new hype game comes out, uh, for a while, unless you completely shit the bed, um, for a while, it it is the best thing ever for people. It's the best thing since sliced bread. But you still got to be careful, you know, not to piss off your community too much. And um, obviously, with this one, it was very weird. Like I I don't know. I I assume it was. 100% random, really. I, I know, like a friend of mine who had uh, over time, I think, uh, gotten three keys. Yeah. Not to sell them or anything, because you know, like we have we have a group of friends, and we just like as soon as he got his on his own account, he set up a new account and said, "Hey, you know, whoever, as as soon as they get a key, like one of you guys can use it, so we can play together." You know, so yeah. it wasn't. And of course, you no, know, there's also the the side where a ton of people are trying to sell these keys for a ton of money, and um. You know, so during Which, a time where he where he got three keys, no, in sequence, not at the same time. So you know, he got lucky three times. Other friends of mine didn't get a single key. Um, which, I've, I've seen people um, who said like they created a new Twitch account within one hour they got a key, while other people watched for over sixty hours and didn't get a key. Yeah, so, I mean, that, so yeah, that's, sometimes, yeah. That's a that's the thing is like as you a lot what people people don't always always get that a closed beta isn't just to have you guys hop in and generate hype. I mean I think a lot of the terms in beta have been co-opted to mean pre-advertisement because some some companies and projects do treat it like that. It's just like hey get in here when we're not going to have a time to make any kind of meaningful change, um and, and just play our game and spread hype for it kind of grassroots style. But uh, one thing that does need to be tested every single time with every single project is is how your um how your servers are going to hold up how your internet stuff is going to hold up especially with a sure, with especially a, with, a, with a competitive you know like shooter yeah. so they're drip they're dripping these people in and it's usually in in chunks from what i've seen you know it's like fifty thousand here fifty thousand there fifty thousand there um th- i don't know the numbers but it's like that so i can see how if you if you happen to watch when the floodgates are open you could get keys and if you happen to not then you're not going to get anything but uh in their defense, Riot has already come out and said, yo, you probably shouldn't buy these keys. We're going to ban these fucking people. Um, and, and again, you could be, you could still be cynical about that and say, well, yeah, after you've already said, hey, we've got this many millions. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you're always going to have that kind of that kind of botting and weird stuff, especially if you set it up in a, in a drop thing like this. Now, this is the first time I've seen drops used like this where it's just a percentage chance. So maximum coverage would dictate that, that that's your better chance to do it. I mean, if you don't have a smarter or cooler way to limit access to your beta, then this stuff is going to happen. I don't think it was enough to seriously skew their numbers. I think the numbers were just huge on that game. Um, I, I'm sure it's a percentage point or two somewhere, but I'd really have to see somebody kind of come out and say, yeah, hey, look, this 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 amount was bots, or this amount was, was people just farming for extra keys. Eh, it's a bit... It's a bit... Um, dicey for me but uh since we do have to kind of kind of get to the wrap up i just wanted to mention that briefly 
um, I, I think what I learned out of out of the the Valorant beta stuff is like any anything that that kind of closely ties into interacting with your community or 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 marketing can always have that that weird dark side for it. Um, I'm not sure that that Riot is being explicitly pissy. I would credit them more with being kind of smart. They've always been fantastic at advertising to to their closed community. Um, so so yeah, I mean yeah yeah. yeah. The, the thing with this so um I absolutely understand that a lot of players don't like like especially like the way Riot has done it. Right. Um from a you know again like a professional perspective working marketing it's it's a you know stroke of genius. Sure. Because um you know there is and in the past we had this thing where you know you had your closed beta signups on your website and then companies would say hey you know we had 2.5 million, 2. million, whatever, signups for the closed beta. You know, with MMOs especially, that was like a big, it was a big currency, you know, that was like a big uh, early pulse check mm-hmm. uh, on your MMO, how many people signed up for the closed beta. So that was big news. Um, uh, but, you know, why would you want to settle for that? Just saying once, oh, we had this many people sign up. When with you know, with Valorant, you have, your, your game is constantly on top of Twitch. You know, when people go there, Valorant will be suggested to them because you know the hype machine feeds itself. Yeah. Even all the people, you know, even the people who don't get it, like the people who are pissed to talk about, you know, about that on social media. That's all, you know, that's impressions, that likes, that's retweets. People talking about your game. People being pissed because they cannot play your game. You know, it's 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 free marketing. Like free um, real estate. It, there is there is really there is not more you can you could ask for like from the marketing perspective, and um. Yeah, again, like I, I totally understand. Like you know, from marketing perspective, it makes absolute sense. Like you know, it, it, it they would be stupid not to do it the way they do. Um, yeah. and I'm sure you will see other companies in the future do it like this as well. Uh, from yeah. the player's perspective, I can understand why it can be very frustrating to see somebody get it immediately. You know, with a new account or something. Yeah. Whereas you know, maybe somebody who has had a Riot account for ten years and played League of Legends or whatever doesn't get one for ages. I mean. Um, so that's you know just very very briefly um you know what we for example do with, with our twitch drops or what blizzard does or, you know what, what is usually done is uh, again as you say like there's a certain time limit and there's there's certain tiers for example what blizzard always does is um they have three sets of cosmetics usually it's character sprays for overwatch and they're like hey watch for two hours you get these two sprays watch for six uh, for four hours you get these two sprays and watch for six hours um, combined, you know, it doesn't have to be in one go. It can be across any of the featured streamers. Just watch in total six hours throughout a two-week period, and you unlock six sprays. Um, it's the same thing that we do. For us, it's always like I think one in three hours, I believe, um, where you unlock game content. But you know, it's like a, it's a very clear thing. It's very planned. You know, when you can watch and and how long and everything. Whereas with Riot, um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's it's. It's it's very difficult, and I've also seen people. And it is also like obviously I don't blame them because you know you cannot control or plan for these things. Of course, it was also a little bit cynical at a time when a lot of game companies try to lower their internet usage, you know, because of COVID nineteen and everything. (laughs) That they're like, no, we we want one point seven million people to watch Twitch right now. Thanks for lowering that internet. So you know that was that was uh, also. But you know, again, I don't blame them. Uh, There's no ill intent or something, but it was unfortunate timing, of course. So I mean, I think the 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 takeaway for me, like I was saying, is like these these at the end of the day, these are all tools. And uh, yeah, Riot is the the uh, evil mega corporation du jour. Right? I said du jour too much in this episode. I will edit that out. Um, I, I think they're 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 easy to hate on because they're big. You know, they're they're the League of Legends kids. They look like they're gonna do it again. 
uh, and, and that, that gets a lot of people salty. However, it's important to realize that these tools are available to devs that were never available to them in, in the, in the past. Um, in, in the past, it was like, I need to get marketing impressions. I need to get, uh, all, I need, I need some writer to write about me. And those publications were naturally smaller, uh, and spread out less, or you, you had to pray for a word of mouth in the beginning of the internet. Also rough. So, I mean, while the tools, the drops tools for, for something like Valorant is, is getting a lot of criticism. And, you know, some of it I do think is justified. Uh, I don't think it's like, pitchfork justified but yeah they can take a they can take a bit of shit for something sometimes i mean if you look at a game like escape from tarkov nobody'd fucking hear about that if it wasn't for for streaming uh, did you say pitchfork or pitchfort pitchfork fortnite pitchfortnite um okay because i wasn't sure if you meant like justified like being justified being angry at randy which is usually justified yeah, don't get your pitchfords out. That's illegal in seven states, and I will not be responsible for that. Um, so that, that's all I'm saying is like is like these drops tools are also. I mean, look at it like a way where you know I, I've got a a game where I can't spend a ton of marketing budget. I want people to to spend a little time to watch it to see what it's really about. I mean, Tarkov is a is a uh, very complicated game uh, that people would need to watch it for a couple a uh, couple hours to just kind of get the gist, get the meta game. You know, oh, here's a cool way to reward them for doing that. You know, um, so it can be used to to bolster these these mid range uh, devs that that just don't have access to that sort of thing. It's a very small team, um, so I'm using that as an example. But there's plenty of games that do get their pickup from this wider audience thing, and uh, like any sword, it can be used to help your game or to be uh, you know a bit of a mega corporation about it, right? Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, like I think you you like summarized it very nicely. Mm. Um, it is, I think, the, the whole like Twitch and influencer thing. All of that is like, um, you know, the the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, there there is no way stuffing this back in. We see this. Um, we see that the traditional games journalism is is becoming less and less relevant. Yeah. Um, for a variety of reasons, you know, that uh, it's it's getting harder and harder for them to get paid. Um. You know, it's it's probably it's probably telling when when just this week, what I would say is probably the most well-known games journalist these days um, leaves traditional games journalism to instead work for for Bloomberg. You know, it's still on games, writing about games, but it's it's, it's not a games yeah. company anymore. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I think um, what, what 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 is important to me, or like what I would love to see is. If in the future, you know, all the stuff that you mentioned, like all the points, you know, about, you know, holding each other hostage and, you know, how, how influencers drive drive development in meta games and stuff like that. If if over time the industry, um, and by industry I include influencers in that now, you know, like so, so the people developing games, the people covering them, yeah. um, find a, a, you know, like a, a way to, to healthily do so. Um, because I mean, like, so so I've I've complained now a lot about influencers. I also, in a way, I feel I often feel sorry for influencers because you know when you hear these stories, like, oh, somebody, you know, for whatever reason, they they broke the leg or shit, whatever, you know, like, yeah, they done. didn't yeah. do for just a few days, they didn't do anything new, they, they immediately lose thousands of you know people, yeah. followers yeah. and stuff like that. That is a very rough job, and you know, yeah. I, I'm not making light of that, and Absolutely. that is, um, a, I I imagine you're like so game development, as as you know, you know, it's it's a it's a high pressure job at times. Um, and uh, absolutely, you know, like uh, doing it, like professionally being an influencer, a video game influencer is, is high pressure as well. Yeah. And, um, 
these communities can be can be very shitty in a way of course with influencers i would also say no you are to a degree responsible for for your community you know if you if you are like you know someone like dr disrespect who you know whose whose entire shtick is being a jerk then maybe don't be surprised if you have kind of like a jerky community as well yeah. but um yeah no it's actually i have to say like when, when you first want to talk about this topic i wasn't that thrilled because I didn't see a way how you could finally, after weeks of promising, put the welcome back commander line from Command and Conquer to this one. Yeah. But now that we've talked about it, I have to say it was quite the quite interesting discussion actually. Everybody gets what they want. But uh, but yeah, I, I, once again, whenever everybody gets what they want, except I don't get the voice line I want. I mean, we'll think about it. Um, you said every week. But but like like every episode where it's just me and you, we have rambled on for way too long, my friend. This is true. So, so uh, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, so, let's um, as always, if people want to ask you, Richard, or if people want to use Twitter.com to back you to start your career as a Sea of Thieves influencer, which chat, which, which at would they have to use to contact you? Uh, I, I keep saying this. It's the same ad as always. It is at uh, Valor Class Cruiser Rant. Um, we are we are take that. That's a ship from the Star Wars that you guys know. Uh, just come on board at me and we'll all make chibi versions of ourselves to go in super bomb bad racing that sounds great very wholesome and and just quickly before you moved on um uh i did want to give one more shout out to our faithful uh listener and writer uh asia asia i swear to god i will hunt basti down and make him answer that fucking question you wrote i will do it if it's the last thing i do i don't mean to keep putting you off uh basti's just out on assignment and I'll make him answer that question. So thank you very much for writing in, and I promise we'll get to it. And if you, dear listener, also would love nothing more than Richard hunting down Basti on your behalf, you I'll can do, do so by sending us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. Correct. You can also, if you want to do it in person yourself, yeah. hounding us, you can do so via our Discord channel. So, um, you know, if you want an invite, if you want to join the Discord channel, just let me know on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's at com underscore raven. Um, thanks again for tuning in uh, we'll be back next week and hopefully next week I will find some clever and intuitive ways to insert Sam Lake and or Todd Howard into next into the episode hey. uh, thank you hey. yes Richard uh, do you think do you think when Todd Howard boots his computer it says welcome back Todd Mander no it, it, it just boots up and says it just works <laughs>